Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring and motivating life-changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to The Prosperity Project. Life could be described as 24-hour blank canvases where we can create whatever we want afresh every single day. But what happens if you're too scared to even pick up a brush and start painting? Well, in today's episode, I'm going to share with you why I believe all of us are nothing more than frustrated artists and how we can overcome it. Over the years, I've actually been drawn rather wonderfully to a lot of artist books. So Matt knows that he actually got me a kind of bookcase in our bedroom because my books kept overflowing with all the selection. And the past couple of years, really maybe the past two or three years in particular, I've ended up picking up a couple of classic artists or creative type books. And you might think that sounds really odd. You know, normally I'd pick up finance books, personal development books, books and things like that. But it led me down a path of actually wanting to know more about the creative process. Okay, so when you say creative, mm-hmm. are you talking about like artistic? I'm Have talking you been... about proper artists. Because books. I love watching a bit of Bob Ross on the TV <laughs> when he appears. Of course you do, everyone he's, does. <laughs> he's a wonderful person, yeah. but you've got books in that kind of realm a little bit but it's more around is it just art or is it creative so this is interesting thing the first book that i picked up that was very much an artist book is called the artist's way i've mentioned it before sounds like artists the artist's way by julia cameron now i picked up that book because it's often described as one of the best personal development books okay it wasn't designed for that reason it's a six-week course that was designed to get frustrated and stuck creative types, artists mainly, musicians, out of their funk, okay? So it's a six-week course. And within that, actually, what I found was there was a lot of techniques that we talk about and I do now constantly. So she talks about morning pages, which is that kind of brain dump. Mm-hmm. So as an artist or a creative type, getting all the noise out your brain in the morning or at night time, you know, getting it all in and throwing it away. She also talks about doing walking a lot, like kind of, basically active meditation, you know, not having any podcasts in your ears, people beside you, but just being in nature. And then the other thing she really describes in the process is breaking the mold of what you think you enjoy. So a lot of it will also talk about going on weekly dates with yourself, going on artist dates, it's called. So artist dates could be going roller skating by yourself, going out for a dinner, things like that. So it was the first book I picked up where it flipped the script on actually what being a creative type was. I wasn't frustrated or stuck, but this book was called out as one of the best ways almost to get in touch with creating joy in your life again. Yeah, and actually, when you're saying these things, they don't sound like pick up a pen and get a piece of paper and start (laughs) to draw things. Actually, all of them seem to definitely be around getting in touch with yourself and what you enjoy and spending time with yourself rather than how to layer oil paints on a canvas. Exactly. So it's definitely not too arty sounding. No. And it's interesting, if you were to ask me categorically if I was an artist, maybe most people can relate to this, I would say I'm not. Like, my ability, and I'll I'll mention another book that kind of made this more clear to me, my ability of drawing is basically stick diagrams. So I was an engineer, my degree was a robotics engineer, and if anyone is an electronic engineer or knows about that kind of field, you'll know that electronics is basically all line diagrams and shapes it's very analytical but very simple to like you can recognize a sign for a resistor or a capacitor it's just very block and structured so I've never really needed to draw 
and also it never excited me at school like art was one of those classes that you were made to <laughs> all the way up to fourth year up in Scotland so standard grade and I just found it difficult um, and this actually led me during lockdown to really start to question some of the things that I believed about myself so as part of the process in daily life I was like you know I always say to myself I can't draw or I don't enjoy drawing I'm not creative in that way and I found another book which is called drawing from the right hand side of the brain I hope I've said it correctly um, and this book actually said that it could teach anyone how to draw over five days, right? Now, actually, as we make this podcast, I'm going to go on the course. They've actually got a live action course um, for the book. I'm going to go on that next month. But within that book, it talked about how actually we all are artistic, creative painters, that kind of field, using our imagination in that way. But we get stuck at the point where it stopped becoming effort and almost like we enjoyed the effort for it. So if you talk to our two boys, they love drawing, right, both of them, and they do, they're very abstract, <laughs> you know, it's all, it's kind of stick diagrams, and it's very well, simplistic. Actually, they're getting more and more complex, they're both developing their skills, mm. so obviously when you first start, it's stick diagrams, it's very simple shapes, yes. but then you start to add more detail, so Nathan, who's eight, definitely draws to much more detail mm. than Sam, but they both actually, they sit down. They can create something where you can tell what it is and they add the right colours and the right shapes and maybe they look a bit more like Minecraft characters mm, than yeah. like the realistic <laughs> version, but they still look like what they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So they, they're getting there. And I think the reason they're getting there is because as part of schoolwork and homework and things, being creative is quite an active part of it. Mm, absolutely. And with anything creative, the more you do it, the easier you generally find it. Absolutely. So the book, this the right drawing from the right side of the brain, she talks about that actually the moment that we stop getting praise, the moment that we stop finding drawing easy is where we stay at. So for some people that could be, you know, the age of eight or five or 10, like me, you know, I think it was pretty early on. I kind of got more fun out of maths and English and things like that. But she described it as, you know, you have unlimited potential actually to learn to be creative. We just put a block on it. And then the whole point of that book is over the five days intensively teaching you to see things again to actually work from different parts of your brain to actually become an artist so I'm really excited to see what that involves but the reason that I'm leading in with this is that it got me starting to think about actually the nature of work that we do requires us to be creative right I need to and you need to as well get input from something or whether it's inspiration that we see or we just feel and then we're taking that and we're creating something in this world from it right i think we fail to realize how creative we actually are in our day-to-day -day. Mm. so whether that's maybe getting stuck in traffic and then needing to create a new route to work yeah yeah a lot of time we actually use google maps or something to help us but there are a lot of people that don't use the maps and know streets and will create a new route mm. maybe you're creating a meal plan for the week or yep. even for yep. the day Maybe you're creating content, maybe you're writing blog posts, or you're even you're creating an Instagram post. Like you're finding something that you feel is interesting, you're maybe going to word it in such a way that you feel like it's engaging. So all of that is creation. I think we don't realize 
how often we need to be creative and how creative we are. Yes, exactly. And, and if you want my personal opinion, I think the art of creation is really one of the key reasons that we are experiencing life. So in my own personal philosophy, it is that um, we have a creator. So we were created by you know, God, I would call it. And part of that process is we are meant to be here to create because there's things that that universal mind can't do unless it's through us. So I believe that all of us have something unique to create here, whether it's an experience, whether it's a tangible thing, whether it's a ripple effect for the next generations. I believe that it's, it's key. It's our one main skill over you know the cats and the dogs and you know they can't create the same way we can now a lot of people will say to themselves i'm not creative at all mm. i cannot create i'm not really even creative around my meals i just don't do anything creative at all and i would challenge you to say you are creative you just don't realize mm. that you are creative so i'm gonna give two scenarios okay where i think that everyone goes into it buys into it and does the task okay and it's creative so if I give you or anybody a coloring book, yes, not too detailed, not so detailed that it feels like it's a task and a burden and not so simplistic that there's no um, kind of challenge to it, but something which has got just enough detail in it. I give you a coloring book and a pen. Okay. You won't just scribble. You'll stay in the lines, you'll focus, you'll try your best and you'll make a great coloring in, especially if you've got no phone, no other distractions. Yeah. Yep. And that's basically like your kind of whimsical task to do. Most people, in fact, everyone I would suggest, will sit there and actually spend quality time yep, doing yeah, that colouring. Yep. <laughs> now I'm going to give a different scenario, which I think is equally as creative. You sit down with a child, with a niece, with a nephew, with whoever you know that's younger, and I set you a challenge to build something out of Lego. Right. Right. So you don't have one of these little books and these sets which are pre-formulated and pre-made. Mm, yep. But you just have plain Lego. And I say you've got to make a bridge to get across a particular gap. I guarantee you that you will create a bridge. Now, the bridge may succeed or may fail, but it's not the point. You will sit there and be creative. Mm. You will take these blocks, all these individual blocks, and you'll create some kind of outcome that is able to do the task at hand. And that's come from your head. Now, it will be based on things that you've seen before and influenced by what you've learned, what you've watched on TV, what books yes, you've had. Yes, yes. It comes from you drawing on those resources and creating things. Mm. And actually, we see kids can wild away hours yep. on Lego. And that's the thing, actually. Sam, our youngest, he's in that fantastic stage where he's not too old for Duplo and things like that. He will sit for hours and hours. Sam, he's got so much energy. The younger they are, they seem to move about the space. It's amazing. But yeah, he will sit for hours and he will create spaceships and then something else will be fighting each other. And it just keeps going on and on. And I think... It, it often makes me think, you know, when we get older, have we forgotten or somebody told us to stop that creative process? I think we just have exploring. other stuff to do. Mm. So a lot of the time, well, I say we've got other stuff to do. We choose to do other things. We choose to decide that social media is more important or we choose to decide, well, there's things like cooking and maybe mm. looking after your bills and work and things that get in the way. There's a lot of pause on our time and play unfortunately disappears from that yeah it disappears a lot and play is where you're at your most creative but even the lego sets which come with instructions and things a lot of people will sit there and love doing one of those mm. you sit there for half an hour an hour 
with something that's maybe got 400, 500 pieces. <laughs> and you just sit there and make it. And yes, that's less creative, but it's still in that zone of your head mm. of following instructions and making something basically from nothing, from nothing. just from yeah. crumbs, which yeah. I, I think is fulfilling for a lot of people. You just don't realize it because you don't do it often enough. Mm. One of my favorite YouTubers is a, a girl called Lavendaire. I don't know, Matt, if you've ever watched it, but she actually, her whole channel's been around for a couple of years. She go, calls herself and she's got notebooks and a program that's all about the artist of life. So she wants to inspire people to become the creator, the the kind of inspired, the very in tune with divine creation power almost of your life. Like how are you actually being the artist of what you're creating? And without doubt, anytime I've been creative, so I think I've mentioned on this podcast a couple of times, I was a cheerleading and a dance coach for about 10 years. So I was a choreographer as well. I would do all the routines, I would judge and as part of my normal then coaching for teams, I had multiple teams, I had to create a routine, if you like, out of thin air. So often I would hear a bit of music, it was cheerleading, so it was all kind of different music mixed in, but I could very clearly sometimes see a routine in my head and often that's how it would come to me. So I would listen to music and I was like, for that word or that you know sound effect, it's this motion, I can see it and then it goes into this. And I would often choreograph the routine. It had to be in my head because I couldn't you know, get 20 kids to walk through while I tried all the different combinations. I had to know, okay, how do I want it to look? What's it becoming? How do I want it to feel? And with that deeply um, emotional place as well, and you're almost quite vulnerable in the creative process. You don't have a clue what's going to come out. I actually think that leads to then a lot of frustration when you feel like you can't achieve what you see in your head. And I think that's one of the reasons why we can stop being creative. So when you're sitting there and you're trying to draw something or do something and your skills, your abilities don't match up to what your expectations are or what you want to create. Yes. So let's say you're trying to draw a bird and you're drawing it and it just looks really simplistic. Mm. You can't work out where the detail is. You can't work out how to do it. That's when you put down the pen, you put down the colors and you just won't do Give it anymore. Yes, and yes. then it's very difficult to get back into the swing of it because everyone, I think, although art is subjective, also you can tell whether something is good or bad. Right, okay, based on your standards. But based yeah. on your own standards. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And also based on the standards of things we see from other people. Mm. But if you look at something and you think, right, well, that looks like a 10-year-old's done it, then you're not likely to feel particularly satisfied with that. And that's when a lot of the artistic stuff stops. Mm. But what we fail to realize is, as with anything in life, a lot of things become difficult when you haven't done them in a while or when you haven't really spent time on them at all. Yes. And yes. the only way you're going to get better is by continuing to focus on spending the time, spending the effort, possibly doing a little bit of reading or watching of things to educate yourself so that your skill sets can be refined and then become better. So the Longman Dictionary, when I was doing my research for this podcast, it said or defined a frustrated artist as somebody who wants to develop a particular skill but has not been able to do so thus far. So I looked at that definition. It doesn't, it doesn't mention art. It doesn't mention, you know, doing woodwork. It doesn't mention paintings. The definition was just you wanted to develop a particular skill and you hadn't been able to so far. And that is where I'm going to lead on that I believe actually we're all artists of life, as Lavender used to, you know, does say. And we all take whatever inputs we have in our life and we're using them to create what we think 
we want in life and we want to experience or we want to add to the world. We take, let's say, problems or things that aren't ideal in our life and we do hopefully actively look for ways to create an outcome, to make something tangible that we can feel and experience. So are there a lot of times when there's nothing simply more than we're just so frustrated that we've not been able to create the very thing that we want to experience right now? Have we just forgot that we're creatives? Have we become passive, in fact, and just, you know, had that five-year-old or six-year-old or 10-year-old level, somebody told you you're not able to create anymore and you just stopped and you're like, these are the tools I have. I can draw a stick diagram. I can draw a line diagram. What if there's something within us that has been held back that actually could do untold joy and beauty and create in the world? So I'm going to, this episode, I'm going to challenge it because it really hit me strongly how I have often equated artists as being a particular field and actually I'm starting to open up and realise as you live through life how much of an artist or a creative person you actually are being right now. And I think that everybody can find their own starting point when Mm. you're trying to be creative or artistic. So I think about a year or so ago I did one of those um, little kind of canvas things yes which is basically paint by numbers numbers. yep yep and i bought one of those just i think it was on amazon or somewhere and it came with the paint it came with the picture and it was pre-mounted and we had it on the wall for a while until we we found better art to go there (laughs) but it took me several weeks and paint by numbers isn't difficult it's the same as coloring in you get the lines you're told what paint to put there but i actually found it really really calming Mm. and meditational and I would sit there, I don't even know how long I would sit there for. <laughs> it's a good while you were there, yeah. <laughs> I would sit there for maybe an hour or two at a time, just painting and trying to find the numbers and trying to put them in, in a kind of clean way. So it's very easy to find a way of, I guess, getting into the artwork and getting into the creative side, even if you can't do it from scratch. Yes, Doing yes. colouring, there's plenty of colouring books, there's adult colouring books as well <laughs> where they've got words and things on them yeah um and you can pick those up everywhere painting by numbers none of those require you to actually be creative Mm. but if you're doing paint by numbers you're kind of guided and you you end up with an output Mm. whereas coloring in obviously you can choose what colors you want so it adds another layer Mm. of creativeness so you can start off quite easy rather than saying right here's a blank page and here's all my watercolors and now i've suddenly got to do something Mm -hmm. there's an entry point for everybody, no matter where you are. So I actually decided to go into the Reddit forums for this next piece of the podcast. I know it's a dangerous area. We do love Reddit. And I was drawn to some of the artist forums that they have. So this was particular forums where a lot of artists would share some of their frustrations. You know, the general, the great thing about Reddit, everyone's trying to kind of help people usually and give their wisdom. And I decided to search for what are some of the major pain points for artists, for creative. We're going to separate being artists of life, right? What do artists really struggle with? And I can kind of relate to a lot of these being in the field that we are, where we've got to create something every week. You know, we've got to get inspired. So the first pain point a lot of people said as artists was depression, would you believe? that They said that the, the lower moods or feeling frustrated and angry and sad meant that they couldn't produce anything, right? So keep that in your mind. 
those least creative states tended to be when people felt very low energy and not joyful and happy in their life. Okay, so hearing that, that's an artist. Can we relate to that in our own lives as well? The next thing I'm going to give you is rejection was the next common thing. So a lot of artists, when this is their day job or the way they earn their living, and I can relate to this too, right? I'm equating it to what I do, trying to create things. Once you they submitted a picture or a piece of work to an art gallery, they had that moment that it wouldn't be good enough. You know, so a critic would criticise it, somebody would say it was rubbish, they maybe wouldn't even get paid for the work they do. So I think in my own life, and you know, every time I create something, you put it out there to be judged. Now, I've learned differently now because I I'm, I don't see myself as like feeding an engine, feeding the YouTube engine or an algorithm. I'm being honest, when we create stuff, I do not really care about the views or the subscriber count or anything anymore. I feel when we're creating something, it's a message on my heart, you know, that we feel is going to uplift and change. And so we'll just put it out there. Yeah, the whole point for us now isn't about how many views it gets, how many mm. likes it gets. Although views and likes are good. They're so yep, subscribe they're all... <laughs> if you haven't, that would be really good. But for us, it's more about what content can be created mm. that's going to add value. And yes. if, if one person comes away having learned something or inspired by something, then it was worth the time spent yes. on it. Yes. But you're right. When you send something out into the world, then even if there's no immediate critique, you know that there's people talking about it yes. in private. You won't yes. necessarily hear about it. You're definitely opening yourself, and it's very personal. Mm. That's the thing about doing something where you've created it. Because you've shaped it and structured it, even if it's a video rather than a piece of art, you've put yourself into that. you try tried to make it your own, and then you've put it out there. So it's like a small part of you goes Absolutely. out. And it can be... Absolutely. It could be very soul crushing, I think, if you get negative feedback or you're not getting at least some kind of positive based on the time and the effort that you've put into it. Absolutely. The next thing people were saying was about money. So their biggest pain point as artists was obviously they need to eat, they need to live, right? So I can tie onto this as well. Like if you create something, you've got to think, well, I'm hopeful the world's going to find value so I can feed my children and, you know, and do things like that. And for them, it was more a case of, well, if I create and spend all this time, what happens if nothing then allows me to keep doing what I'm doing. The next pain point that artists shared on Reddit was actually completing things, okay? So I think we can all, again, totally relate. Some things that we start in life, we then, the initial, you know, excitement, we can see the picture in our head of how it's going to turn out, we're positive, we're hopeful, and then just halfway through it gets too muddy, it gets too murky, and we just, and we just give up and lose hope on that. So it's really seeing things through when it gets tough. And the final thing they said was the risk element. So they kind of talked about how that when you're creating anything from scratch, based on an idea, there's that element of risk. You know that it could be something nobody's seen before. It could be something that maybe people say isn't possible to do. And there's that all mixed in with, you know, could this work? Is it too much of a, you know, a miracle if it comes out and is actually what I hope it's going to be? Is it going to be better? Is it going to be worse? And so everything like that, you can really identify with those pain points that artists were sharing. I just looked at it and thought, that's just life. As in every time you actually want to maybe take action or create or do something in your life towards a picture of a goal or a miracle or something, even just, you know, creating a dinner, it could be applied to absolutely everything. And we can all relate to that because we all want guaranteed outcomes. Mm. We all want to feel good when we start something. 
and follow it all the way through to the end and feel good about the end result and know that the outcome is going to be what we planned for at the beginning. Mm. So the quality of what we're doing is exactly in line. So whether it's a meal, something we've created, whether it's a video, whether it's a, a plan for a holiday, it doesn't mm. make a difference what it is. We want it to be that it goes exactly as we planned and also that the people that are experiencing it then cheer and sing from the rafters mm. and say it's the greatest thing ever. So there's a lot of risk and a lot of things put into other people's hands. And the challenge of anything creative is it's often not a five-minute task. Mm -hmm. To plan and organize and create something generally takes a little bit more time. So again, it's one of those areas where I feel like you can easily feel deflated when you don't get the results or when you run absolutely, out of energy yeah. through it. You find you get distractions and then it's difficult to get back into the flow. Yeah, absolutely. So going back to the whole process, one thing I'm going to call out here that I think stops a lot of us, again, from really trusting in our own creation process in our life. And I think it all comes down to perfectionism. We talked about this on a couple of episodes back, actually, I think it was a couple of months ago. And we talked about how perfectionism is basically faith in it not working out. And thinking, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try any further because unless it's perfect, unless nobody will moan or I get exactly what I want, there's just no point in trying. And from that episode and from our own philosophy, it's you know when you create something, or you know I'm thinking maybe about a picture or maybe something that you want to create in your world, it sometimes can feel like it's never finished. And actually, the more I've learned about the art artist's way and actually how people who do those particular crafts for a living they struggle with that where is the end point like almost like you have to accept you're going to get to 80 percent or 85 percent good enough they call it in business the, the the leanest or the you know the smallest viable product you know what is the leanest thing that we can send out there and do it that'll do and then we'll tweak it and then we'll add to it and i think what stops us from recognizing that we are creative and have all this unlimited potential is that unless it's perfect it's not good enough when actually with the effort and just knowing that okay even if I'm 60% in the way at least I got up today and I tried I'm 60% further than if I had decided to stand still well a lot of times the doing is much mm -hmm. more important than the output the doing means that you get into the habit of doing things mm -hmm. it means that you lose and shed some of those fears that maybe hold you back, some of those shackles that are keeping you away from getting started. Mm. The doing, and we've covered this before on podcast, doing is actually one of the most important things. Yes, Just get yes. along with it. Even if you're not fully armed with all of the knowledge, all of the experience, all of the materials, just do something. Mm. Because you'll often find that you can do a lot more than you realize. And you might end up with something that actually is viable and good for whatever yes, you're aiming for yes we talked one of my favorite episodes that i keep coming back to a couple of months ago as well was about replace your goals with miracles this is based on a book that we love called creating the impossible which is a 90 day program book again that really tells you to just do something small pick a miracle something that you think only five percent or ten percent chance could happen and just do one thing tiny thing 10 15 minutes a day towards it and i think we have to take guidance from children here like our boys don't sit down believing they're going to build the Eiffel Tower out of Lego blocks. You know, they're not going to create something that we could live in. Sam or Nathan will literally start and go, oh, well, this block's really fun. And slowly 
things take to shape. You know, when I sit down and do with them, I've never got any flamboyant ideas. I'm just like, I think I'll build a house. Oh, that's a blue block. And I think we should really encourage that state of play again in our life. And one thing I've found that has been really useful to kind of ignite that excitement about creating is that you're going to face blocks in your life. You're going to have those moments where the flow isn't coming, the inspiration isn't coming, and it's not going to also be a masterpiece every time. I've had to learn this. So a lot of people with the line of work that I do, which is YouTube, it's very visual, obviously. Also, People will stress that, you know, we don't have attention span. You've got to make them as short as possible. Get, you know, get people, grip them in. I think you've got to balance that. But also, it's not possible that I can make every single video or every single podcast the best thing ever. What I can do is go, okay, I feel that I should do this topic I'm going to work on making it the best that I can within my skills. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect, believe me, I know that, but I will then show up. And then a year down the line or two years, I might say, ah, well, I know how to do that differently. But it's all about, you know, thinking, I just feel called to create this thing in my life. I feel called to change my health. I feel called to change where we're living, my job. I'm just going to give it a go. So this final part, if I was encouraging you, okay, what do we do to to start the creative process in our life or kind of reaffirm what we already know? I call this the Genesis process. So stay with me. So I take it straight from, you know, the scriptures, which I study and things like that. And it basically lays out in the first chapter of the Bible, the story of creation. Now, whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter. But within those lines and words, there's a very particular order if you you know have a look and actually see the the flow and the way things occur. So let me summarize for you. It really all starts as there's a thought, there's an idea. Now whether that thought comes from God or you know yourself or people around you doesn't matter. You have that thought. Then you create, you use your hands, you make action, okay? A lot of the time it's not just good enough to think of something and then it happens. You need to materials and get people and things like that. That's part of the process. So then we move from the thought to action. The next thing that happens within that story is the thing that is created is then affirmed and sustained. So what I mean by that is affirmation, if you've heard of that, is all about words. So actually how you choose to speak to the thing you're creating, again, will sustain it. It will support it. It will make it solid in your life. It will almost, if you like, bless it, give it, you know, real power to do good. And so that's always the process. It's never just about having the thought and then stopping there. It's having the thought, using your hands to create something tangible, use what you've got around you, your materials, but then also look at how you're speaking, and what you're actually, the love and attention that you're putting into it. So for example, if I think about um, this podcast, I'll have the thoughts, the inspiration for an episode, but unless I literally sit at this computer and go, okay, I've got this topic, what am I going to talk about? What feels right? Okay, the inspiration comes, I'll then use the materials, everything about it, I'll take shape. But then also, 
I've got to notice how I feel about that. If I feel, oh, that's a rubbish episode, Matt's going to hate it, he's going to say silly things about it, what's the point, right? We'll just turn up and do it anyway. You can hear the intention, the thought, the the love really for it. It's completely different. But if I look at it and go, I feel really good, I think it's going to, I think it's going to help someone, somebody might get a nugget of goodness from it. Yes, that's what we're doing. You can see then we show up and we create it better. And that's right. I think our mindset that we have when we approach something and how we feel about it after it really does change our relationship about it. Yes. If you're creating something, so let's say you're in the kitchen and you're making a meal. If you kind of present it like, oh, there it is. You kind of dump it on a plate, you throw it out and you say, well, you know, I tried my best. The chance of the kids trying it or liking it are probably a little bit lower. Whereas if you present it in a way where it's a little bit more tidy on the plate and also you're singing its praises and you're proud of it, then you're more likely to get people to buy into trying it, tasting Mm, it and actually experiencing it in the way you want to. So being a cheerleader for what you do, being a cheerleader for those things you've done, it's, it's like any creative thing, especially if you want to sell it. Like You've got to put it up there and you've got to write a good description of it and yep. you've got to try and sell it to the people. You've got to put it in the right places. Like all of this stuff is part of the process. It doesn't stop with the creation. And if the creation mindset isn't great in the first place, then you're not going to end up with the output you're looking mm. for. Mm. And if you're not celebrating the output, then the output kind of deflates and dies uh, oh, as it is. So, good. so, so it good. needs that nurture and that energy and that positivity surrounding it in order for it to achieve what you were hoping for in the first place. Oh, and to become more than what it was. Love that. So to close up the podcast today, what we wanted to do was give you some ways to reignite the life artist within you, to turn from being frustrated perhaps to getting into your flow again. Now, the first thing I would say that I've learned is we need to start going easier on ourselves. I talked about that, you know, I believe we are all creators in this world. That is why we're here, to join forces uh, with a creator or a power or force to make things that are going to better the world around us. But you also have to realise that you're going to have limitations and you're maybe not going to feel inspired every day. But just be more patient with yourself. Like, And also a great thing to do is we forget what we've achieved in the past as well. We've got very short-term memories. So you've forgotten about maybe all the things that you have created in your life that were really fantastic. Maybe you have found the love of your life. You've created a relationship. You've had to work on that. Maybe you've got children. Maybe you've got a job. You've created something in your world that supports you and also helps someone else. And I think it comes back to the piece about gratitude. So if you're really feeling frustrated, maybe search your memory for actually the things that have been created well or that you have been blessed with in your life. And another thing that helped you in this area, I think is just opening your eyes. Mm. Lift your Mm. face up from your phone and take in the things around you. (laughs) Look around. Like we say that to the kids sometimes when we're going out on a walk. Yeah, we mentioned um, this, yeah. And we give them the phone so they can search for Pokemon. But you'll tell them sometimes to look up. Now, that's more so about road safety than anything. (laughs) But we can all be guilty of having our faces down in devices and we're not noticing the world around us. We're not Mm. noticing those things that could provide inspiration. We're not opening our mind to what else is out there for other people's experience and knowledge. Mm. Instead, we're so focused on the next five minutes of entertainment Mm. that we just don't look at what's going to fuel us and our creative sides moving forward. Mm. So just look up a little bit more 
take in more of what's around you, the people, the things, the scenery, because that's when you'll find that you get in touch with a side of you that's a little bit more creative and who knows what that could lead on to. Absolutely. The next thing I would say is allow yourself to be creative every day. So perhaps, you know, one of the reasons that you've, you're feeling a bit stuck or not happy is you've forgotten how much fun it is to see something appear that you've had a hand in. It could be that you decide that you're going to create a new dinner. You're going to get a recipe, fit, get the ingredients and do that. It could be that you decide to journal, you know, pick a lovely book. It could be that you decide to, you know, maybe even start cross stitch I'm thinking of all the wonderful things like something are artistic in that way there could be something that you've maybe forgotten that you love to do so I would really make it a focus to try and do one thing creative just simply for the joy of seeing something from nothing in your life and it comes on to the final point and I think this is for me Mac touched upon it when you said you know take your eyes off your phone I think that is so key I've really learned that the modern world we live in is very different to what we grew up in And one thing for me is the comparison with others, I feel is stronger than ever. And, you know, I go back to the scripture, the wisdom that says, you know, comparison is the thief of all joy. It will literally steal and take your joy. It is out there to get it. Because the moment that you compare yourself to what you have or somebody on Instagram or Facebook, you're then comparing yourself without seeing actually the fullness of their life. And also, it's not it's not a competition. It is not a competition in any way. And very quickly, I know that my energy goes down when I concentrate on everyone. What's everyone else doing? It doesn't matter. I'm only meant to concentrate on right here, right now. You can always find someone that is doing better than you in anything that you're doing. There's or worse always, as well. There's always people that are doing worse, but there's always people that are doing better. Mm. And there's a balance between finding things that are inspirational mm. or yes. educational yes. and that are going to provide value. And sometimes it's about the person and how they're delivering things. And sometimes it's about how you're seeing things in your perception. Yes. If you're not in a place where you can be grateful for what you have in your own skills and therefore recognize the skills in other people that maybe you can grow and develop. If you're not in a grateful place for what you have, then in all likelihood you'll see others as way better than you Mm. and then it will dishearten your progress. It will make you feel like you don't measure up at all. Whereas if you approach it in the right kind of place, then you probably will see the inspiration and the education and the guidance. But you just got to be very careful with who you're comparing to. Mm, And remember that, your journey is very very unique where you've come from where you are what you've done today is very different to someone else Mm. and therefore you can't compare unless you're comparing everything then it's really unfair to compare anything at all just because someone is a better cook than you well that's great but they might not be able to run as fast as you Mm -hmm. they might not have as good relationships as you have Mm. so if you're going to start to compare things then at least try to compare everything and find that actually as an accumulation of all of your wonders in the world Mm. that you're probably equal to pretty much everybody it just happens to be that we all have our strengths in different areas absolutely it's been a really fun episode like i hope if you're watching or listening you're taking something from it i'm going to really encourage you start to become your life artist again really have fun in the creative process matt and i get to do this as our day job and sometimes it's incredibly hard but sometimes it's incredibly wonderful when we create things out of nothing and we just almost see as like the channel that things come through that can then help someone 
someone else or do something in the world. So I really hope you have enjoyed today's episode. We'd love to know in the comments, actually on the YouTube channel, if you have enjoyed it. Um, if there's something maybe you're inspired to go and do or try now in your own life, we would love to know that. If you're listening on any of the audio platforms, Spotify, iTunes, you can leave us a review and you can also hit subscribe. That being said, we're getting close to 90 episodes of the podcast. We're getting up to the two year mark almost. We'd love you to check out other episodes if you feel inspired and you can also go through on the Mama Fur Fur YouTube channel. There's about three, four months of video versions as well. It's great. So thank you so much for watching and listening today. We'll speak to you very soon.